Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmidt, Swanee and Clarkie visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. How are we? That's right, Carla. That's the signal to put your phone down. <laughs> I should have overheard. <laughs> How are you going? Wonderful. How are you, my love? Oh, not bad. Not bad at all. A little bit sunburned, but other than that, good. <laughs> Clarky, what have we been up to? Oh, Clarky? I'm good. I'm good. Super relaxed. Just had a massage. So uh, the world is a lovely place. Oh, indeed. And how about yourself, Schmidt? And I'm on my second, second last day of work, so I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, uh, can't wait to ring in the end of days. I mean, end of oh. this year. Jesus, <laughs> end night. of days. Uh, okay. so perhaps not the end of the, days. The international press, it looks like, at the end of days. Well, I think that's the problem. I think I'm too impacted by uh, the um, uh, apocalyptic carry-on of the world. Yeah. Anyway, um, have we got anything to report for this week? So I know we only saw each other a couple of days ago. Uh, interesting happened? Uh, yeah, I saw something interesting that I just thought I might share, carrying on the uh, crocodile theme. So apparently, uh, well, not apparently, <laughs> I saw some footage of a bloke who was fishing and he caught a shark and he was uh, reeling it in and a four-meat crocodile came up and ate the shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, had a few, Australia. few chomps so on it and swallowed it whole. So, oh, yeah. Do you have... Um, Google alerts or something like, you know, when I, I actually don't know what you'd call it anymore, but when I used to work in advertising stuff, you'd have like alerts for like keywords. Do you have croc as a keyword? Yeah. So that, you know, e-news comes in, it comes straight to you, so you're ready to report on it. I don't, but Media I Media monitors. I, Media I monitors, think... that's it. Media monitors. Oh, I've been out of the game too long, darling, but thank you for saving me there. Yeah, no, no, I think it's because I watch the 5am news and uh, it's always a real shambles that's put together from anything that uh, is super easy, I think. And there's always a crocodile story if there's one to be told. So There's always one for you. Do you remember yeah, yeah. when media monitors used to be like press clippings? That's how old yeah. I am. I remember it's like, oh, here's your own document. It's, and it's then they several weeks, months you. old, but that's what was said at some point in a couple of weeks yeah. ago. You were mentioned seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Clarkie, what are you yes. drinking? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. We've uh, branched out a little bit today, and we've gone with a uh, Bilson's Fruit Tangle, which is a premix <laughs> vodka, uh, but it tastes just like a fruit tingle. Uh, so I'll show you the glass. It's a lovely purpley colour, and uh, let's have a quick taste. How very nice, very refreshing, <laughs> just like I'm drinking a fruit tingle, and could quite easily get drunk on those uh, because it just tastes like you're drinking soft drink. Mm. It looks a bit like a drink. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. They're only, um, it's only really 3.5%, 3, 3. Yeah. so it's not very alcoholic. And the bloke at the shop, because we're getting these for my niece's 21st, and the bloke at the shop said, because uh, I was a bit worried about 21-year-old girls vomiting everywhere after having too many vodkas, but he said they'll vomit from the shoe yeah. before they vomit Oh, from you the thought alcohol, well on the colour so... front then, didn't you? Yeah, exactly right, all over the nice white carpet. <laughs> How lovely. 
Anyway, that's what I'm drinking. How about you? Speaking of Alco Pops, Schmitty. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I've just gone with straight metho today. <laughs> no, 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 no. Firstly, I actually have here a cosmopolitan that my sister made for me. Oh. And uh, so this is the real deal with uh, Grand Monnier and um, a nice vodka and cranberry. So I'll, I'll get through that one. But while this was being made for me and my sister and I were chatting earlier, I said to Tony, would you mind please on your way home getting some of those vodka cruises for me that I had the other day, the um, free zero alcohol ones. They were very nice. They're only one standard drink each. They can keep me tidy. And as Carla and I were talking before we started recording, he walks in the door with a slab of 24 of them. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a box <laughs> of vodka cruises next to me. Oh. So I think so I'm well. good. I, I, I <laughs> hope does. that's not a challenge. And Swanee. No, no, I'm not taking it as a challenge. I'm going to eke those out. Uh, and Swanee, how about you? I'm off brand as usual. I was trial by whining last night, doing it at a Christmas party called Ham Night, and I went a little bit cray cray oh, on yeah. the the matching pink wine, a bit of rosé with the ham, which was lovely. But um, I'm just on a soda water now before we head out to another Christmas do this evening. So apologies, I'm off brand, but uh, I am doing oh, my. I'm right. doing it after hours. Promise. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> We'll forgive you this time Thank and every you. other time. And my nose. Yeah, yeah. And your yeah. nose, yes. yes. So I, <laughs> oh, you've noticed. <laughs> I suppose we should introduce ourselves. So I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarkie. And together we are... Trial, Trial by, by Wine! wine. <laughs> Excellent. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today I have a story for you. Oh, yay. Are you all settled? Yes. Are you ready to hear it? Yes, super excited. Yes. All right. This is, uh, you know, crazy town meets batshit crazy. So get ready for this. All right. This is great. Take the brace position. What a great way to introduce your story. It's a Christmas treat. (laughs) Christmas crazy. (laughs) Um, Carly, you might even remember this, so oh, it may well be quite familiar to you because mm. this happened when we were both in Europe, if let alone, I think we're probably both still living in the UK. Were you in the oh. UK in 2008? Yes. Yeah, so yes. this happened when we were there. I, by the way, have no memory of this ever happening, but mm. um, we were there at the time. All right, so if you can recall the last case that I did, I was talking about family ties. Yes. And um, that was all about familial uh, DNA. And the so this is another and story. the later Night Stalker. Yeah, and the not so famous <laughs> Night Stalker. And the pre dawn <laughs> Night Stalker. The pre dawn yeah, yeah. Night Stalker. That's right. that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The many stalkers of the night, that's right. Um, so other than those, uh, I was also ta- I was talking about some, you know, family connections and the things that bind us together. So this story is also pretty much about... Um, uh, Family. Binding people together, like it's with handcuffs. No, they, no, they don't bind anyone. Cable together. ties no, 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 or something. No, this is a this is about some siblings that are a bit too closely related. Oh. Well, I wrote that, and then I remembered later that I was probably going to offend Carla because my story is about twins. <laughs> because Carla's married to her sister or brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, I really. Oh, that's too close to home. Yeah. No, no. More about twins. That's all. So well, you know what my, like... you know that when I initially you remember this was pregnant with twins. I was totally freaked out because my biggest fear was that I'd have two identical girls who dressed identically 
and finished each other's sentences, I was like, oh, my God, I, I cannot cope. So I was blessed with but, identical boys. But you could, <laughs> however, have made them do some acting work and they could have starred in the remake of The Shining. They would have been oh, great. There you go. I hadn't thought of that but, at the time. I was too yes. busy freaking out about people finishing sentences and... You know, well, ooh, that's you know that. exactly what I'm about to talk about. So okay. before I do talk about that, my sources for the story were Wikipedia, walesonline.co.uk, ranker.com and 60 Minutes. Oh. And um, Still no lad Bible. The Hang on, wait a minute. She's not finished yet. Hopefully I'm she's not oh, finished okay. yet. Thank you very okay. much. Um, <laughs> it's coming. Surely it's coming. Surely. I was just going to say, and, and with, the 60, with the 60 Minutes piece, it's available on YouTube if you want to watch it. I'm going to torture you two by making you watch it. Uh, but if you're a listener and you want to watch it, it is available and it's quite graphic. So um, be warned. <clears throat> Which oh, six now? Australian or American? Australian. Australian. Oh, okay. Um, and I can't remember the name of the episode. It might be Madness on the Motorway. I'm not sure. I but just want to um, let you know that my dinner is still sitting quite high in my stomach. So this is going to be graphic. <laughs> uh, no, it's this, not. This could well, end badly. No, it's not. It's it, and I'm and I'm drinking dirty. purple not fruit. It's not a bad sap, so, so you'll be right. <laughs> or a bag of dicks. <laughs> it's not a bag of dicks. You'll be okay. Um, okay, so to your point, Paul, I did try to find something about this story on Lad Bible. <laughs> yes. However, sadly, the only twin story I could find was about two Australian twins wanting to get pregnant to the same man so they could have the same child or something like that. They're in Perth, I think. Yes, they are. They are. Yes, wow. yes oh. they are. <laughs> so proud. And are they, yeah. are they whack jobs or are they just... I'm not going to make a comment. Yeah, I read two son. lines of it and thought that's not what I'm looking for and moved on. This is not uh, for me. Now, I'm sure you've... <laughs> that's right, not for me. Not I'm for sure me. you've heard stories about twins, like Carla was just talking about, that have uncanny connections. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, twins James Arthur Springer and... Ja- sorry, James Arthur Springer and James Edward Lewis were adopted by different families and grew up apart. In 1979, at the age of 39, they were reunited. And this is from the book Entwined Lives by Nancy Segal. I'm not sure if James and James, which is the first oddness about it, were identical twins, but they shared the following. They were both six feet tall and weighed 81 kilos. They both had been married twice to women named Linda and Betty. Not the same women, but... Women with the same first name. Hang names. on, so had one of them been married to Linda and then Linda and the other one been married to Betty and Betty or was it Linda <laughs> <No>. and Betty? <laughs> no, their first wives were Lindas they were Linda and, and their right. second wives were Bettys, yeah. Right. How do you find two Bettys in this day and age? don't know. Well, this was 1979 oh, okay. when yeah, they met right. each okay. other and okay. they were 39, so they'd already been married at this point. So old, older-fashioned names. Yeah. Um, they named their sons the same name. This is before oh, they met. So they both named their sons James Allen and James Allen. One spelt with one L and one spelt with two L's. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gee. They both had a dog named Toy when they were growing up. Oh. They both worked in law enforcement as sheriffs. And they both smoked Salem's and drank Miller Lite beer. And this is, they discovered all this as parallel lives before they'd ever met each other and they grew up apart. They didn't even know they existed as twins. Wow. So, obviously, not all twins, like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's what I was are, thinking. Uh, you know, Identical. all the creepy girls in The Shining are as 
as identical or noticeable, that's right, but certainly some interesting parallels for people who share the same DNA and grew up apart. Now, Carla, I know you, we've talked about your boys. I know they're not identical, but yeah. do they have any interesting shared characteristics or spooky connections? No. They are absolutely <laughs> useless. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're mum. They are piss-weak twins. They are piss-weak twins. Sometimes you said they're numb. <laughs> they're mum. They're piss-weak uh, twins. Their mum is their no, shared crazy don't. connection. No. <laughs> is the shared crazy yeah, connection. I'm a, I'm a, they, um, no, they're, they're quite different. And we don't have any of those fabulous stories. Occasionally, if someone's very sick or very upset one of them will show the other one some empathy. That's about the most <laughs> I can possibly put forward because most of the time they don't care. Right. Uh, I remind them sometimes that they're twins and sometimes I used to say, little, what about some twinny love? And I'll get them to hug and they'll be looking at me going, oh, this is for you. This is for you, not for us. So they're <laughs> identical in their lack of care for each other? Correct. Yes, it's the only close. Yeah, it's the only thing that, that they share. Yeah. They're just not that bothered. Yeah, well, they do look very different too, or quite yeah. different. When they just look like brothers. When their they don't look wet, like they're, they yeah. look a little bit more similar. Um, their hair is quite a di distinguishing factor. Mm. But if their hair is wet and off their face, you do see it. And you think, oh, actually, yeah, they do look alike. But for the most part, people don't even really call them the twins. They've been at school with kids who didn't know that they were twins. So I think they're quite lucky in that respect. They just sort of get on with it as, you know, brothers, and oh. it's a bit of a novelty. At the end of this story, I think you'll be quite thankful for that oh you know me i think i probably programmed that way because i was so freaked out about them turning into the shining twins that you were <laughs> yeah. worried about them you having yeah remember that i don't know if it's in the u.s or in the U maybe it was in the uk there used to be like a i don't want to say a festival but like not and not a convention but it was a twins a, a meeting of twins you know and maybe it is in america and you know thousands of them would come and they'd all be matched the same and it was like oh it was literally oh a picture of unhealthiness and I'd be like, oh God, that's a freak show that I don't want to be participating in. So, <laughs> I'm not Having said that, I dress them the same. I was going to say, you that. dressed your boys I the same though. I always dress so them I'm, the same. Yeah. But I could do that because they look so different. It was sort of like, that was the only, people would say to me, oh, are they twins? I was like, yeah, they are. Oh, really? You wouldn't know. Yeah. Just, that's yeah, more of a coincidence. Know? It's just their crazy mother likes to dress them the same. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, the identical twins that I'm going to tell you about are Sabina and Ursula Eriksson, who were born in Sweden on the 3rd of November 1967 and grew up in Sune, Varmland, with an older sister named Mona and an older brother named Bjorn. By all accounts, is that, they is had a normal Mona like Mona Fanday? It's like it, <laughs> only Malaysia. in Sweden and not related. Mm. Yeah. You say it, pronounce it slightly different. Mona. Maybe it's she, Mona, that's right. She had a few different careers. She might have Mona. had a few different nationalities. Who knows? She might have, but we don't hear anything more about Mona after this moment. So okay. we okay. can fantasise as much as we like that she went to Malaysia and went on to have a career as Happy a Happy to do that. <laughs> anyway, by all accounts, they had a normal upbringing, uh, no history of abuse or anything untoward, untoward totally ordinary. In 2000... Ursula was living in the United States and Sabina was living in Mallow County, sorry, Mallow, County Cork Island with her spouse and two children. How old are they at that point? 40? Did you say they were born in the 60s? Uh, they are born in 67. So in 2000, they would have 33. been... 33. So they're quite young, actually. 33, yeah. yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. And then in 2008, uh, Ursula decided to visit her sister Sabina in... Island. 
So, in May 2008, when Ursula decided to visit her sister, they, uh, within 24 hours of her arrival, the two of them inexplicably took a ferry to Liverpool. Upon arriving in the English that port is city, the twins paid Why it... would you do that? <laughs> did they do this together? Together. Pardon? They did this yeah, together. Yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ursula arrives, and within yeah. 24 hours, both Off of them go. just disappear. Go to decide to take a ferry and go over to Liverpool. I smell a rat. Which is odd. It was odd. Anyway, so upon arriving in the English port city, the twins paid a visit to the St Anne Street police station to report concerns over Sabina's children, whom she'd left with her partner back in Ireland. Liverpool police contacted Dublin to follow up the request, learning that Sabina had had a fight with her partner the previous night. At around 11.30 that morning, the pair then boarded a National Express coach headed to London. So at this point, you think, oh, well, she had a fight with her partner. Maybe that's why they decided we're off to Liverpool and we'll go to London, we'll just jump a ferry. A bit like weird, though, the, given that I, they were 40, I think, at this point, or 39. Yeah. But was, when she went to the police station, she said she was concerned for her children. Is that because they were with her husband back in Ireland? Yeah, and when they rang the police, um, they basically uh, determined that, yes, there had been a fight with the partner, but there yeah, was no there was evidence fine. that there was any issue with the children. The children yeah. were not abused. The, the yeah. Dublin police, I think, did a welfare check and said there's nothing to worry about here. I love how the, um, so the, police... the Liverpudlian police ring the Dublin police, even though they live in County Cork. Uh, just, oh, we've got to ring Ireland. Shit, it must be Dublin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not that far. Now. I've driven from Dublin to Cork. It's not oh, that it's... far. And it'd be bloody annoying if you were the Dublin police going, shit, they've done it again. They always well, ring us whenever it's anything call. to do with Ireland. Yeah, well, I hope that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so they were behaving erratically on the bus. Remember, they're on the National Express coach, of which I caught many of in my days in the UK because I was poor. I caught a few myself, darling. Yep. And um, so they were being weird. So the, they wouldn't let the staff check their bags and the bus driver decided to kick them off at the services at Keele. Why? Because the they were being the weird. Bags? So they were, they were argumentative. No, they just had... Um, Sort of, they just had rucksacks or something on them and they were weird about it. They were hanging on to them. This is oh. 2008, so Carla, oh, remind yes, me of yes, when... Yes, when yes. Yeah. 2007 was... Uh, yes, the bus bombings. Yeah, correct. So, so, you wouldn't want to be anywhere with a backpack at that point, correct? Correct. Mm. So, yeah, the, the, the context of the time, and we both lived through this, mm. was that there was a much heightened sensitivity to, especially foreigners... But anyone with um, who was being weird about a bag, Absolutely. and so the the uh, bus people said, "Oh, we'll check your bags for you." And they said, "Don't touch them. No, you mustn't touch them." And they were weird about it. And of course, as Carla said, there'd been the attacks on London buses and tube oh, yeah, station yeah. tubes had been blown up. So we were people in England were sensitive about it. To be fair, not so by they, the, Swedes, the driver so. thought. <laughs> no, but at that point in time, it was a bit of can't trust anyone with a rucksack. Yep. You know, that poor Brazilian guy got shot, same thing. It was it was just oh, anyone yeah. with a bag. It was a very heightened uh, sensitivity around these things at the time. And look, I lived through it, and I was similarly scared. So, I, you know, I'm not going to pick on people for that. So the driver advised the services manager at Kiel that these women were being really weird 
and she thought they were a bit odd too so she called the police but the police who attended thought they were perfectly harmless and let them go because there was no sign of a bomb they seemed calm it was weird what was that that was a truck truck going past past yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's why i paused for it yeah oh gosh it doesn't happen often but when it does it's impressive yeah yeah so then and this is where things get really weird they start to walk up the m6 motorway in the central reservation so where's keel darling i don't do i need to know that up north so once you've gone from birmingham it's so it, the M6 is the major motorway that, that takes you up. up to Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Um, so. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, I went it, for the I mic. think it goes goes <laughs> Manchester, Birmingham, Goodness. Liverpool, and then up to Preston. Okay. And so up they haven't into got Scotland. close to London, so they're still a fair way above. They're, they're still not, fair okay. way out. Right. Got it. And um, but they're in the in the central it's reservation, reservation. <laughs> central reservation of the motorway which has got maybe two metres, I think, in it, and it's basically two barriers. And, Paul and Stuart, I know you've been to the UK as well, but we're talking about usually, I think, three or four-lane highways here Mm. where people are travelling at 70 miles an hour and often a lot more than that. And the M6 is a fairly highly populated uh, motorway as well. So it's it's like the M25. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, a lot of traffic, a lot of trucks, you know, constant moving traffic. And then... Just go for a walk down the middle of the reservation. Probably because they didn't want to play Frogger to get off it. Oh, no. How they got themselves in there, who knows? They obviously just crossed the road at some point. Yeah, yeah. Why did the Swedes cross the road? And so then they decide to get to the other side. And here we go, Paul. (laughs) So then they attempt to cross it. So they come out of the central reservation and they start to cross um, across it. Well, they, they picked up a few, let's call them minor injuries, because they are minor injuries in the attempt. Sabina got struck by a Seat Leon. Jesus. I'm not sure why Tony thought that was funny, yeah, but he did. Minor. I do, because I haven't heard that word for a while, a Seat. Yep. A Seat yeah. Leon. Yeah, I remember yeah. the car. And apparently good. their older brother claimed in a Swedish newspaper that his sisters were fleeing from maniacs who were chasing them down. But there's no evidence whatsoever of yeah, that. Yeah, how did you know that? None. So, I don't know. So, what's interesting about this case, though, is that the you're not and you're never far from CCTV cameras in the yeah. UK. Certainly and on a motorway. The highways, yeah, the highways agencies have got CCTV cameras all the way along, and so they film this. So there is footage of the two of them walking along the central reservation, and then crossing over. Mm-hmm. And That's when I say one of them got hit by a, no, they did cross. By the sea oh. at Leon, she only got clipped, so she wasn't badly injured at all. Like by the mirror or something. So the highway, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't watched that. I'll show you what I have watched, though, in a minute. So highways agency officers responded to the incident, and the police from the Central Motorway Police Group were called to assist. Now, this is where it gets even more bizarre. The police were accompanied by a small television crew who happened to be filming <laughs> motorway cops. What? Motorway cops. Oh. So there, were, there was one. There was one. I think BBC or one cameraman in the back of the car, and they've got the dash cam and all that set up because they're filming. You know, what was like the American cops, but this cops. is the UK motorway cops, right? Yep. Um, and if you are interested, you can see this program on Foxtel's Crime and Investigation Channel. Uh, so standing on the north oh, direction, cops. hard. 
Sorry. Motorway cops, yeah. I thought you meant a story about this actual uh, incident. But no, I, I, I don't know which one this made it into, if any. Um, it, do, it doesn't take a lot to confuse me. <laughs> it's okay. Standing on the north direction, hard shoulder of the motorway. So basically the, you know, when you when you break down, the lane that you break down. Yeah, yeah. The, the hard the shoulder. F- the, yeah, yeah, well, hard shoulder, but, you know, we, yeah, I don't know that we call it that here in Australia. Emergency oh. lane. Maybe we do. Emergency lane. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. The police driving up really fully expected to see some, uh, you know, seriously injured people and was surprised that both women were relatively unharmed. In fact, they were just standing around talking to the other officers that had attended the scene. But as the police were being appraised of the situation, without warning, Ursula broke free and ran into the side of an oncoming Mercedes-Benz Actros 2546 articulated lorry. Oh! Which was travelling at that time at about 56 miles per hour, about 90 k's. Into the side of it? Yeah, don't worry, I'll show you this footage. Could you? You'll see this in a sec. Sabina, it's okay, they survive. So that's the only reason I'm prepared to show it. Only because she ran into the side of it, not the front of it. Like, what? Yeah, but the policeman who saw this happen, and the, I mean, it is quite wild, this footage. He could not believe she survived it. For, you know, right. I, and I get where he's coming from. Fortunately, when I say I show you the footage, you don't see a lot of it because the policeman's in front of the camera. So his head actually blocks the worst of it. But, you, you know, it's still pretty bad. But then Sabina, the other twin, pushes away too and follows her onto the road and gets hit head on by a Volkswagen Polo Travelling at high speed. Smashes right up onto it, into the windscreen, flies over it, and is down on the ground. So as promised. <laughs> what? I, I have no idea what is going on. Yeah. I know, and that's why I'm going to show I, you. Because I, I feel like you need to see it to understand it. No, no, no. Hey, don't worry, don't worry. It's not that bad, I promise you. I wouldn't show you something that's dreadful. I've just got to find it. Just a, just a couple of crazy Swedish people running into cars. Here we go. The uh, 60 Minutes thing is psychotic, identical highway twins run into Britain's busiest motorway. There oh, there's a heading that for you. That sounds like a good name for a story. Can you see the screen now? Yeah. yeah. What's, with the, what's with the background music? Well, I've actually muted it on purpose so you don't have to listen to it. But anyone who wants to look this up, yes, it's called Psychotic Identical Highway Twins Run Into Britain's Busiest Motorway, 60 60 Minutes minutes Australia. Australia. Now, I've gone to uh, minute 201 and I'm only going to show a little bit of this. This is where the policeman first gets out of the car and, you know, I just said about they expected them to be injured and yet they're standing around. So you can watch this. There you go. There they are, both of the twins chatting to the policeman. What's that uh, over there? Looking quite calm. Have, having a dart. As they come over and they're oh. having a little chat, she's chatting to the policeman in the background with the red thing, and any moment now, crazy Ursula, for no apparent reason, runs out onto oh. the road and gets hit by a truck. Oh, there we go. you dumb guy. And you see it. <laughs> no, they, no, no, no. Are they drugged? Oh, we're going to watch it. So, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my policeman God. policeman tries to stop her and bang. Oh, and now watch people. crazy Sabina. I can do Here that goes too. Sabina. We're twins. <laughs> oh, bang. What the, says the poor policeman. What? Look at these police just pulling all the traffic down. 
trying to stop everyone else from coming in. Here she goes. We've got a, a, another dramatic replay of Ursula. Oh, bang! See the jacket? She's like she's headbutted it. I know. What is going I, on? I reckon Sabine's gone. No I'll give you a hundred bucks if you headbutt that truck. Um, are, we, are we going to find out? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's oh. Sabina. Did you see that? Oh. That's Sabina oh. in the windscreen. That's a windscreen. Mm-hmm. With some okay, that's quite enough of that. Oh, these poor people on the road. Oh, Everyone on the road, the police dealing with it like horrible, horrible. And as you say, what the... Right? Why? What are they? What's? What are they on? Oh, I'm gonna tell you. They're, they're not on anything. They're not on anything. They're high it's on not life. A bit. It's no. not a bit. It's not a bit. No, and it wasn't a suicide. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> they're high on life yet. Okay. So incredibly, both survived. Ursula was immobilised as the lorry had crushed her legs, and Sabina spent 15 minutes unconscious, having been smacked by the car. The Volvo. Was it a Volvo? Thank you, the Volvo. <laughs> The pair were treated by paramedics, however, and by the way, you can see this also in the 60-minute program, but I don't think you need to. The paramedics are trying to treat Ursula, but she resisted medical aid by spitting, scratching, and screaming. She told the policeman restraining her, I recognise you. I know you're not real. And Sabina, 15 minutes later, now conscious, shouted, They're going to steal your organs! (laughs) To the surprise of the police. (laughs) I don't know why. <laughs> That's the, a random to the, thing to yell. Go on. <laughs> Isn't it? Mm. Just to the surprise of the police, Sabina got to her feet like nothing had happened, despite attempts to persuade her to stay on the ground. So this is not the one with the crushed legs. The one with the crushed legs couldn't get up, uh, which is just as well, actually. Why is that? Can I just ask so, a quick question? Who did, yeah. who did worse, the, the retic- retic- is it called articulated lorry or the Volvo? Which did the most damage? To the vehicle? No, to the girls. Which oh, like, the, the, the lorry. The, the lorry. Legs. Legs. Okay. Yeah. Legs are because she went under the one of the tyres. She yes. went under the yeah, wow. the wheel. And and well, she was uh, just lucky her head wasn't... Fair. Oh, God. Yeah, she's just lucky it was not her head or her spine. You know, like she, she was extraordinarily lucky. Yeah. Well, you say that, but it depends what she was trying to do. Like if she was trying to off herself, she wasn't very lucky. She might have yep. wanted her head under that wheel. Just saying. Oh, God. She might have. We don't know why they did what they did. But anyway. Uh, Sabina, as I said, uh, started screaming for help and calling for the police, even though they were present and trying to help her. Uh, Then she punches an officer in the face and then crossed over the road and ran into traffic on the other side of the motorway. Also available on that uh, footage. They're not the sharpest tools in the now, head. No, no, they're not. Well, they're not. Uh, anyway, so she's on the other side of the motorway. And by this time, fortunately, there wasn't a great deal of traffic on the other side, probably because we'd had a major incident and the police were, you know, like you get rubberneckers slowing down Everyone's anyway, but the police had actually yeah. already started to, but also people had started to slow down a lot because there was clearly an incident. And it was, at, at this point, there's plenty of police around trying to, trying to manage this incredible situation yeah emergency workers and several members of the public and the police caught up with her on the other side of the road restrained her and carried her to a waiting ambulance at which point she was handcuffed and sedated she was wild if you watch it she's absolutely wild 
It took six people to restrain her. And they said it was like she had superhuman strength. And you should see her get up, right? So she's been knocked out cold by being hit by the car. She gets up. She's a little staggery at first. And then she's full pelt to the, you know, start walking to the um, uh, middle reservation. And there's the policeman that she punched as a woman. And the policeman, she's like, come here, darling. You know, you know, stop that. And she, she grabs her by the coat, I think. And she turns around, she pulls her coat off and she whacks this policeman like really hard and punches her. And then she jumps over and she's on the other side. So it's really bizarre behavior. When she landed okay. in, the reserv- in the reservation, did she yell Bali? I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. But she does have a Swedish accent, so maybe I didn't understand it. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I feel she like she's, she's whacked that copper and then just gone, right, I'm going to go into a safe space. Bali. You're it. Can't get, oh, can't get me back. Right. Can't touch me here. That's right. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, so the police reported that, that she had incredible strength. Um, both of them did, actually. And given the similarities in their behaviours, a suicide pact or drug use was quickly suspected, as you probably yeah. would suspect. But there was no diarrhoea, was there? There was no diarrhoea. Uh, yeah. Not there were no bits and pieces on your shoulders. There was none of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Lot lot less comic, the behaviour yes. here. But also no drugs. So Ursula was taken by hospital, sorry, to hospital by air ambulance. Sabina was taken to hospital in a normal ambulance. Um, and despite her ordeal, Can she showed a Can you not fit two people in an air ambulance? When they tried to keep them separate. I think... I don't know why they took them separately. Probably because they were both cray cray, and um, oh, yeah. also mm. one I think may have gone to a different hospital They'd um, off because each other. of the state of her in- and state yeah. of the injuries. I'm not sure. Yeah. At any rate, when Sabina was taken to hospital, she showed absolutely no concern for her sister's injuries or situation. She didn't ask about her at all, and she became quite calm and controlled. And she was released five hours later. In police custody, because... Or released from the hospital, but gone From the hospital, yeah. Good. In police custody, though, because she punched a policewoman and caused a great fracas. She she remained relaxed, and while being processed, she joked with an officer, I don't think I can do it, but I'm going to try. We shake... I can't do it. We say in Sweden... I was going to do a Swedish accent, but I just can't, because I'm trying to get my inner Ikea out, and it's not working. Go on, we say in I just Sweden think you that, should have a crack at it. <laughs> no, it was going to come out as Dutch or something. It was all wrong. Uh, we say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one or more follows. Maybe two. Right. Are they like lemmings? Mm. Apparently lemmings don't actually commit suicide, but... Uh, oh. Maybe. Well, you'll find out. I'll tell you well, what happened. So they're not like lemmings then because they're trying to. They weren't trying to commit suicide. They weren't. What were they trying to do? Like trying to get away from something? Hey, Ursula, 50 bucks if you headbutt that Mercedes. I explained it, but. Um... All right. I'll give you 100 if you jump in front of that polo. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a Volkswagen. Volvo, that Volvo, mate. Yeah, that's right. They reckon they're safe. See how safe they actually are. All right, so on May um, 2008, Sabina was released from court without a full psychiatric evaluation, having pleaded guilty to the charges of trespass on the motorway and hitting a police officer. The court sentenced her to one day in custody. 
which she had been deemed to have served that already, having sentence. spent a full night in police custody. Why was, why was she not assessed? Is it, you said that she wasn't correct. You said that I did say without, that she wasn't. And yeah. I want you to, hey, I want you to think about that when we get to the crimes. What are the crimes? Uh, we need to think about the fact that yes, she wasn't assessed. She was released after five. She was knocked unconscious for fifteen minutes. You know, it, it, does it seem okay that she was let out of hospital five hours later? Anyway, I'm not a, as we've already established in previous episode, medical expert, but I would have thought <laughs> that uh, you Literally probably would have been either. monitored Maybe overnight or something like that in case you had brain bleed or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. A good in custody. Yeah. yeah, but even that didn't seem to happen. She's joking around with the police, you know. Shits and giggles on the motorway. We do yeah. it sometimes. <laughs> Gave no explanation. You're lucky to... we had our clothes on. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a sauna and then a run up the motorway. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Uh, leaving court, Sabina Looking began to wander motorway. around the streets of Stoke-on-Trent, oh. trying to locate her sister in hospital. <laughs> No, looking for her sister and carrying her possessions in a clear plastic bag given to her by police. She was also wearing her sister's mm, green top. We did. At 7pm, which we saw in the footage. You know, the one that went under the lorry? Yes. <laughs> yeah. At 7pm, two local men spotted Sabina while walking their dog on Christchurch Street in Fenton. One of the mm. men was 54-year-old Glenn Hollinshead, a self-employed welder, Lucky qualified paramedic and, and former shirt. RAF airman. <laughs> Holland said, that's right. He sounded like he'd be quite a useful person to have around. Yeah, yeah, he was a very nice person. And the other was his friend, Peter Malloy. Sabina appeared friendly and stroked the dog as the three struck up a conversation. Although friendly, Sabina appeared to be behaving nervously, which worried Malloy. Sabina asked the two men for directions to any nearby bed and breakfasts or hotels. Because she's literally... Wandering the streets of Stoke-on-Trent. With a plus. She's got no accommodation. She doesn't know where her sister is. She's a foreigner. She's just been released by police, having been hit by a car. <laughs> and being weird as, uh, we'll just let her go. No worries. And we won't make sure that there's any way, like, don't, won't put her into a, you know, a shelter or call home for her. Nothing. Admittedly, she's a 40-year-old woman or 39-year-old woman, but still. Anyway. I, I'm sorry, I am I am perhaps biasing your the jury's position on this, so I'm gonna I'm going to stop that now. So Hollinshead took pity on her and instead offered to take her back to his house at nearby Duke Street because there weren't any B and B's or hotels around, right? She accepted and um, relaxed as she began to relate how she was trying to locate her hospitalized sister. Back at the house, over drinks, her odd behaviour continued as she constantly got up and looked out of the window, leading Malloy to assume that she had run away from an abusive partner. She appeared paranoid. <laughs> oh, this made me laugh. Offering the men cigarettes, only to quickly snatch them out of their mouths, claiming they may be poisoned. And then Jesus. lighting them and smoking them herself. <laughs> anyway, shortly before midnight... Malloy left and Sabina stayed the night. The next day around midday, Hollinshead called his brother regarding local hospitals in order to locate Sabina's uh, sister, Ursula. 
At 7.40pm, while a meal was being prepared, Holland said left the house to ask a neighbour for tea bags and then went back inside. One minute later, he staggered back outside, now bleeding, and told him, she stabbed me, before collapsing to the ground and dying from his injuries. That's somebody to say thanks for the bed. Mm. I don't think she liked the tea. She probably preferred a lady grey. Um, here, here's, the, here's, here's my view of what's going on, if yeah, they yeah. were topless. <laughs> Go, Ursula! Get the, get the Mercedes! <laughs> Okay, so as the neighbour dialed triple nine, Sabina fled the premises Hang on. and was caught on the run by nearby CCTV. When she CCTV. fled, was it like this? <laughs> she whipped her top off and fled through streets of soap on the feet. <laughs> oh, if only. As the neighbour dialed 999, Sabina fled the premises. And was caught on the run. Topless. <laughs> topless. She wasn't topless. By Benny Hill. Um, <laughs> was she in a nurse's me. uniform? <laughs> she kept patting the little bald man on the head. Um, she was caught on the run <laughs> by nearby CCTV. She ran out of the house with a hammer, periodically hitting herself over the head with it. Not, not patting a bald oh, man, it's like... as it turns what what were those um what were those ones called um Gr- Matt, Groucho and Mo Mark's brothers Mark's brothers you know when they used to bomb oh, each other on the three head three stooges the three stooges that's uh, who it is yeah you know they used to bomb each other on the head the one stooge it's it's yeah well the two stooges <laughs> so a passing motorist saw this and decided to tackle her in an attempt to take control of the hammer while wrestling with him, Sabina screamed and took out a roof tile out of her pocket and struck him on the back of the head what? with it, stunning him temporarily. She's yeah, like MacGyver. She's grabbed a hammer, she's grabbed a roof tile. I she's have, MacGyver. I have, I haven't been enjoying her as a character today. She... No, no, she's not enjoyable. No. By she's this not my time, favourite paramedics. <laughs> no. She's very reckless. We'll get to why. By this time, paramedics had found her and gave chase. The pursuit ended at Was Heron it syphilis? Cross. No, it wasn't syphilis. Uh, but it is a, oh, another okay. syndrome. Um, by this time, they found her, gave chase. The pursuit ended when Sabina jumped from a 12-metre high bridge on the A50, which is 44. What did the chase end? She jumped off a They're bridge. They're very attracted to these busy motorways, aren't they? Got a yeah. Who, whoever was chasing her just wasn't committed to catching her. She was pretty fast. Remember, she was had superhuman strength, and she was not. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't have to end just because she jumped off a bridge. Well, what if what it's helped? Committed chase. She'd... Yeah, but what helped was she broke both her ankles <laughs> and fractured her skull wow. in the fall. So it made it easy to catch her in the end. Oh yeah, with no rush then. We'll just. No. <laughs> Bit of an advantage at that point. Yeah. I've got you now, you crazy Swedish lady. (laughs) Advantage paramedics. Um, (laughs) So so anyway, she got taken to hospital. 
On the 6th of June, Again? 2008. Yes. So this is like 36 hours after her original hospital visit. On the 6th How of many June, hours was she in hospital this time? I'd say a while because she... Um, Seven? What was the date? I can answer that actually. Well, you didn't really need to. I just figured that might just be like a drive-through service. Nineteenth of May. Her head and... Okay, so sixth uh, of June. So nineteenth. It was the day after. So it was about the twentieth of May that about she. About three did, weeks. Twentieth or twenty-first of May that she killed this guy. So yeah, um, on Busy the sixth of sixth of June. Yep, she was arrested while recovering at University Hospital of North Staffordshire, and was discharged in a wheelchair on the eleventh of September two thousand and eight. <laughs> at which point she was taken into custody and charged with murder the same day. Which doesn't make any. Oh, so she's for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Ursula was also released from hospital in September and relocated uneventfully back to Sweden. In September? But well, she Ursula lived in had Ireland. crushed legs. Didn't she live in Ireland? Ursula Ireland? lived in the US, yeah, yeah. US okay. and okay. Sabina lived in she Ireland. Lived in Ireland, my mistake. Yeah. But didn't uh, Sabina yeah. have um, something about her skull and her, both her she ankles had, broken? She had broken ankles. Both her ankles were broken and a fractured skull. Yep. That's worth a couple more weeks than a couple of weeks, I reckon. Well, no, 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 she was there for longer than that because it says she was arrested on the 6th of June, but she was discharged from the hospital on the 11th of September. So she was in hospital. Oh, sorry, I missed that, yes. They were both hospitalised for quite some time. Yep, yep, yep. I think I've caught up. Okay, good. Uh, So, yeah, so Ursula was released from hospital, went to Sweden and then back to the US. The trial for Sabina was scheduled on February 2009, but was adjourned after the court encountered difficulties in obtaining her medical records from Sweden. The trial was then scheduled to start on the 1st of September 2009. Sabina pleaded guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility on the 2nd of September 2009, having stabbed her victim five times with a kitchen knife. At no point during her interrogation or during the trial did she explain her actions, only replying no comment to extensive police questioning. Similarly, at no time was the video from the M6 used in evidence in the court. Both the prosecution and defence claimed that Sabina was insane at the time of the killing, although she'd become sane again by the time of her trial. The defence counsel... Both the prosecution and the defence. Yep. Everyone was pretty comfortable. Wow, they're in agreement. They were in agreement. This is right. So, the defence counsel in the trial claimed that Ericsson, Ericsson uh, was a secondary sufferer of folie deux, influenced by the presence or perceived presence of her twin sister, the primary sufferer. So, are you interested in knowing what folie deux is? Yes, please. Is it cheese? Is it a, a cheese dish? <laughs> Sounds like a cheese, doesn't with it? Herrings? No. Bit nice. I like the idea of cheese. Uh, this is a little excerpt from psychi- psychiatrist.com. Uh, sh- uh, shared delusional disorder is a rare condition wherein a similar delusion system is shared by two or more patients in a close and often long-term relationship. It is also referred to as delusional symptoms in partner of individuals with delusional disorder, which isn't as catchy in my opinion. An induced Correct. psychotic disorder, folie à toi, folie à famille, shared paranoid disorder, double insanity, 
Lezig-Farré syndrome, psychosis by association, and most commonly, folie de. Shared delusional disorder has four subtypes. Folie imposée, healthy secondary imbibes the delusions of, psych of a psychotic primary, which is, I think, what we... No, actually, it's not what we've got here. Folie simultanée, two patients, each with a psychotic illness, concurrently develop shared beliefs. Folie communiquée, which is similar to folie imposée, but preceded by a period of resistance from the secondary. And folie induite, psycho psychotic illness affects both individuals, but unlike folie simultanée, one patient takes on the partner's delusion, and I suspect that might be what was happening here. When considering the etiologic eti eti factors of the disorder, the most important seems to be the familial and interpersonal dynamics. The inducer, the primary, usually plays a dominant role with an impressionable secondary who might have limited intellect or personality disorder. Is that why she went the truck and Sabine only went the polo? <laughs> Uh, well, they were both suffering not, from it. Because she's yes. not dominant? Yeah, no, but the no, dominant Ursula one goes was, for the bigger vehicle. Ursula was the dominant one, yeah. She went yeah, first. Yeah, so she went for the bigger vehicle. I can, yeah, I can first, take though. the truck, you take the polo. Yeah. You just get over there and stay in your lane. <laughs> you're, not, you're not dominant <laughs> enough to go the truck. That's right. Um, they might look heavy. So the court also heard that Sabina had suffered from a rare psychiat psychiatric disorder which made her hear voices but couldn't interpret what they said, as well as an alternative theory that she'd suffered from acute she... polymorphic delusional disorder. Her plea was accepted by... Sounds to by... me like she needed an interpreter. Was there any background to this, or is this all as a result of this one incident? Like, were, we able to go, were they able to go back and find... There's just nothing that precedes this. Well, the, the court was... Sorry, the... Um, trial was delayed because they were trying to get records for, about her health yeah. um, from uh, Sweden and really all they were all they have mentioned beyond that is that she had been suffering from some psychiatric disorders to oh, okay. voices okay. etc so yeah she was this she is what I was saying if I was and I'm not diagnosing her because I'm not a psychiatrist but that folly on Induit, which was the psychotic illness affecting both individuals. So I think they were both had issues. But unlike the other one, a patient, one patient takes on the partner's delusion. I think Sabina was feeding off Ursula. Sabina I, I, we don't know much about Ursula because Ursula wasn't in this trial because Ursula didn't kill anyone. Correct. Not feeding off her in the context of eating her face like that story that Carla told us no. a while back. Not, no. No. Uh, not literally feeding off her, or more metaphorically feeding off her. <laughs> Excellent point to clarify. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so her plea was accepted by the prosecution at Nottingham Crown Court on the 2nd of September 2010, just as Saunders concluded that Sabina had a low level of culpability for her actions. What? Because she was... Clinically insane at the time. Justice Saunders went on to say, I understand that this sentence will seem entirely inadequate to the relatives of the deceased. However, I have sentenced on the basis that the reason for the killing was the mental illness and therefore the culpability of the defendant is low and therefore the sentence I have passed is designed to protect the public. It is not designed to reflect the grief the relatives have suffered or to measure the value of Mr Hollingshead's life. 
No sentence that I could pass could do that. It is a sentence which I hope fairly measures a truly tragic event. Sabina was suffering from delusions which she believed to be true and they dictated her behaviour. It is not one of those cases where the defendant could have done something to avoid the onset. That's the uh, sentencing judge. So Sabina was sentenced to five years in prison and was sent to Bronzefield Women's Prison where she turned to Christianity. She served two and a half years in jail and was eventually deported back to Sweden. Many questions were left unanswered. Some called for an investigation into the way the criminal justice system handled the matter. Absolutely. Including Peter Malloy and MP for Stoke South, Rob Flello. That's actually his name. Glenn Hollingshead's brother Gary was critical of the justice system, which he viewed as enabling the murder, stating... We don't hold her responsible. The same we wouldn't blame a rabid dog for biting someone. She's ill and to a large degree not responsible for her actions. But her mental disorder should have been recognised much earlier. I do question the criminal justice system for allowing somebody like this to be let out when she's capable of committing such a crime. Her mental condition should have been properly assessed after what she did on the motorway and the experience of the police's, the, sorry, and the experiences the police had. Her mental disorder should have been picked up prior to her being let out into the community. Glenn saw Erickson in distress and was just trying to help. He wasn't slow in coming forward to help somebody in distress. It was in his nature. He was trying to help. He'd help anyone. If he saw a fight in the street and um, a guy was losing, he would help. And Ursula is believed to be living in the USA and it is absolutely unknown as to where Sabina is now. And that is the case of Sabina and Ursula Eriksson. So, when we talk about the crime, obviously not only the judge, but also the um, victim's family have not exonerated Sabina, but have very much recognised that Sabina was uh, behaving in a fashion due to mental illness. So obviously there's a manslaughter, you know, um, or diminished responsibility kind of uh, thing there. But, uh, you know, this is a bit like mediocre manslaughter. Uh, the lack of the psychiatric assessment, letting her out after a day, not detaining her in hospital. Uh, did she even have scans after being knocked unconscious? Yeah. You know, there was nothing about the treatment she received at the hospital. It just seems to me there were plenty of opportunities to head the tragedy off at the pass. Who does that fall with, Schmitty? So she's um, gone into hospital having just put herself and people on the motorway plus the place everybody at risk mm. she was hit she was unconscious she did go to hospital at, when she was allowed out who could have stopped that should it have been people within the hospital or the police really shouldn't it be when she was allowed out the she polo went to the police station have. so she was <laughs> I, I don't think the polo driver is is uh, totally off the hook on this what about the original, the Seat Leon? Maybe it's this all could have been avoided if he hadn't clipped her to start with. See? Mm. Or if what he had have got her properly. What about her husband and kids? Do we do they have yeah, anything to say? Fascinating. I'm glad I'm glad you asked because I couldn't find anything on it's whether or not she odd. returned to Ireland, whether or not where her children are and where her spouse was the spouse is never named in anything either. So there's obviously a privacy thing there. So I don't know. She may have gone back to did Ireland they, and been with him in the end. Difficult to tell you. And there was nothing. Did they look prior for um, medi Did they look for medical records in Ireland? Given that's where she lived. 
No, they looked for them in Sweden as far as I know. They're bloody idiots. Because she was Swedish, not Irish. <laughs> she was raised in Sweden as well. So most of her medical <laughs> records would have been in Sweden, Mr. Smarty McSmartface. What nationality was her husband? I bet. Irish. He was. I bet they rung Dublin and said, have you got any medical records? No. Okay. To be sure, to be sure. I tried. County court. I tried. Now you don't want that one. Now you see that medical record. You don't want that one. raise more questions than anything. I'm annoyed. Yeah, I knew you would be. Can I just clarify one thing? So you did say something that I may have misheard. Yeah. Did did you say that you you think Sabina or Ursula like, is there sort of like a one of them who drives the <laughs> the mental condition? Is it like that? And the other one then feeds off that. It doesn't happen yeah. in tandem per se. It becomes like that. But h- how does it start with one? Yeah. Um, well, I don't. I'm not pretending no, I'm not, to be an expert no. in folio dirt. But, but, that's but from I what I read on it, yes. basically it's. And it can happen, that can be a whole family thing. There are, it's a fairly rare disorder, but there are cases of like families who, so it's like they get a mass hysteria. They get a moment of hysteria. They all believe the same delusion well, and they all act accordingly. So there was uh-huh. one family that suddenly decided the world was going to end and drove a thousand, like packed up everything in the car and drove a thousand kilometres. And it was literally a whole delusion that they all shared together. Um, so is that, um, I think the, sorry, many... I was just going to say, I think the theory is that Ursula had some pre uh, pre pre-existing mental health issues. Nothing super bad. Obviously, Sabina had something as well. But when they came together, they shared this delusion, and that and that was when they decided to get on the ferry and and so this whole thing. Yeah, and run on the boat. I don't. It's inexplicable. Sorry, go on, Paul. Oh, no, I was just thinking about when you're saying, you know, whole families becoming delusional. It's like whole parts of the population thinking that they're going to catch something from a vaccine or that it all started because of 5G. Is that, yeah. is that the same syndrome? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think that's probably got another name. In, in yeah. the world of psychiatry, I'll look it up. It's probably something Latin that sounds like criminalistly dumbness. But um, I'm not sure. I'll have to check that. <laughs> Fuck we did he. <laughs> I'll have to check my Latin. Uh, yeah, so over to you guys to think through the crime and the sentencing. All right. We hope you're enjoying the show. We are a completely independent podcast and we want as many people to hear us as possible. We need your help. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook at Trial by Wine, where we share our updates, and contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. We can't thank you enough for your support. Now, back to the show. Well, I'm just, like, it's, it's quite a disturbing story, and I know I've yeah. probably said some inappropriate things, but it's just my way of coping with it, because it's, it's just all kinds of messed up. Um, it is. You know... I need just, some motive what? to work with. It's very, I feel like we've just... That's the problem, there is no motive. hard, isn't it? And killing the bloke, there was no motive yeah. for that. It was just a, well, I mean, there may have been a motive, but it was in her head and her head alone. So, and she's never said, I got frightened. I thought he was going to attack me. I, you know, the voices told me to do it. She's, yeah. never, she's never given any explanation. And I think that's what's been difficult for the family as well, 
just saying she was, you know, cray cray, batshit crazy, isn't enough for people to sort of go, oh, well, I understand, you know, especially if you haven't experienced significant mental health issues. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get her your point. husband and, or I, and I mean, I don't know if, was, was the one who'd come in from the US, was she single? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yep. But, you know, they must, because you did mention at one point that the brother had said that they were being chased. I don't know Where'd where he got that from. Oh no idea. God. Maybe I think he maybe, maybe just he's made got that the up. same syndrome. Maybe he's like folie a toi. Folie a toi. That's right. Yeah, Could that's be. Could be. Yes. And it was, he's only not running into the motorway because he wasn't with them at the time. Yeah, yeah I don't know. And had motor And there was there. no Benny Hill music cat. playing. <laughs> that's right. Folie a toi with Mark, with Mona. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> yes, with the um, with the Benny Hill music in the background. That. That had to inspire it somehow, didn't it? Yeah, probably. It's very disappointing. Um, it's disappointing yeah, that it doesn't it got leave to that. me. Mm. For me, it's one of those uh, abject failures of the system. Yes. You know, they they shouldn't have been. Well, I can understand the bus driver throwing them out. The first lot of police who came to detain them, leaving them at the services, like they've been thrown off a bus. And, the, and it wasn't a scheduled bus stop. So where were they going to go? How were they going to get from... You know what services are like on the side of, the, of a motorway? Mm-hmm. They're literally just there for the traffic on the motorway. How are they going to get somewhere else? Now, I'm not yeah, saying the I police are responsible. Like the police aren't responsible for ferrying people around. But if you call to a scene and there's these two people there, they've both just got off a bus... They both. You look at their passports. They've just come into the country. Ah. What See, are they? I hadn't made that connection when I. Okay, because I was like, why are they in a motorway? Why? Why would they want to go to a motorway? They didn't. They so didn't. When they the were, bus when they were dropped off. off, I wasn't yep. thinking like that. So they had no choice but really to somehow make. Well, they some had movement. to go somewhere. That's yeah. right. Okay, so that's that's that initial point. So it's all the system's already failed them there. But Correct. The first, but the, they've already they contacted the police in the first instance. Yeah, that was just that weird. Was I think that was, that was one of these maybe signs of them being a bit loopy yeah. early on is that they had decided that the children were in danger of the spouse or something. Mm. And there was no evidence of that being the case. But they didn't bother giving him a call later after she'd like <laughs> stabbed someone to death. Oh, no. Nothing's going on in Ireland. We'll just see if we can find some records in Sweden. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was any record of anything happening in Ireland. But, um, and then, you know, Tony's writing notes on his hand saying the Swedish mental health system. Yeah. But um, according to what I could find, there was no evidence that they'd had any major psychotic breaks or anything in Sweden prior anyway. So I think the moment for me that, that things could have been dealt with differently is when they got thrown off the bus and left in the services and the police were called at that point. No one made alternative but arrangements services, to leave the services properly. Yeah. But but in the services, you know, they. I don't know that you have to then. Would you expect that someone would then go walking down the motorway? I, I just feel like there's a whole lot of things that have happened in isolation, and what why would they expect that they'll do anything other than ring a taxi or? something go like to the that cab to go to the local town or something i don't know what you could, else you could do yeah 
Get but I don't know if anyone suggested. No, you know, you no. wouldn't expect them to go down the motorway. But they're, they're given, given that they were showing signs of being weird and erratic to start with, and they didn't seem normal. Um, and that's why they got. You'd probably off just the want bus. to get them off the bus so that they don't blow the bus up. <laughs> yeah, that's that the, the bus idea. driver's motivation, and I don't have a problem with that because no. they, they they were increasingly weird, right? So I can understand that. What I don't think is brilliant is that the police were called if you think it's their behavior is weird enough to call the police at the and to attend the services when they show up they're like they're fine they're harmless at that point it's like even it's like well where are you guys going where are you going to go on from here ladies what's, how are you going to go on from here yeah. and i yeah. we don't know whether that conversation took place or not mm. The fact that they wander off down the motorway suggests to me that they didn't necessarily have an alternative presented to them. Now, I know what you're saying is it's not the services manager's job to do it, but... Well, you know, I, I, I just don't like it's the, the system's responsibility. And I, I mean, I understand how you, you get to that, but I just feel like the system then becomes responsible for everything. And, you know, people actually die. Yeah, I don't and, think there's a crime there. I just think it's unfortunate well it's the beginning of a series of very unfortunate events correct and that's what yeah you're right and and she did two and a half years for the the murder yeah of a five-year sentence i think that's a crime like if if that's if that's true then shouldn't she be released into some kind of an institution it just You would have thought you know, so she's, she's killed someone. She's using the fact that she's got some kind of mental health disorder as the reason for it. If she truly has folly if she truly had folly adieu, as long as she stays away from her sister, she won't do it again. That was the point. She was really? insane at the but time. But was that part of the? But was that part of the condition that she wasn't allowed to see her sister? Uh, no. I don't believe they have seen each other ever since, but no, I don't believe it was a condition. Yeah, but that, I, I mean, that's the kind of thing to me where I'm going, I don't think they've taken the fact that she's killed someone seriously because they've given it two and a half years and gone, oh, well, good luck, don't do it again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things about whether the, the system is there, for, as, and I'm talking about the um, uh, justice and prison system, whether it's there for rehabilitation or for punishment. And um, it's generally for rehabilitation. If she shows no sign of mental illness in the two and a half years that she's been there, she's a model uh, prisoner. She found God, remember? But, but why not would she that. if she had that condition? She wouldn't. But if she's she not mentally until... ill, why would you put her in a, into an asylum? Well, then give her twenty-five years. Yeah, I it does. It seems to be she's mentally ill when it when it suits, and then when suits she's not, her. They, yeah, yeah. Not, not not her. I'm saying. I, this, you know, the way she's being judged. So at the time of, you know, the crime, she was considered... I don't think I understand enough about the condition. That, like, it, what's it just... Immediate onset when you're with the person who's going to send you crazy, but then if you're not with them, it's like, oh, no, I'm good. So I just don't... I just don't think I can see that person again because otherwise yeah. I tend to kill people and certainly run onto main... You know, into motorways. She's bad news, man. But, you know, if I don't stay there, I can keep I, the ship together. I believe I th- that I is pretty the, much the legal... an excellent wow. way of determining... Is that right? Well, I just didn't that understand that. I thought it was that like is... a... That's the way it no, always is. It's precisely what it is. It's a shared delusion from wow. two people... Infect, not infected, sorry. 
imparted by one to the other. So if you're not around that person, you won't have that delusion. That's right. I think you absolutely nailed it in a very <laughs> offhand and funny fashion. Well played. Sorry, I don't, I don't really like that as a mental health issue. Oh, I'm sorry. What will you like as a mental like a, health issue? <laughs> it, seems like, it seems, seems like a... Convenient, what's your preference? What what would you prefer? I think I'd prefer something more sort of. Oh, maybe maybe that's if you if you're unhappy that you feel that she's. See, I get your point, Paul. I think what you were trying to say was, well, not what you're trying to say. The way I interpreted what you were saying was, you know, she still killed someone. So if she's sane in prison, Hmm. then she should still be doing time like a sane person who murdered someone. Yes. Right. Um, I, I, I think, but, but I think no, the no, point it's, it's was at the point that. she killed someone, she couldn't have not killed him because of her mental Yeah, state. no, no, I understand. But but there was nothing to say that she couldn't go back into that same mental state if she at saw some her other sister. Point in, time. Yep. Yes. in which case, we're not taking it seriously. But I also think if someone runs onto a motorway in front of a car that writes that car off, punches a policewoman... And gets given one day. That's that's what I'm sentence. saying. Of course, yes. he wouldn't have been killed if they'd put her in jail then properly and yep. processed her properly, not just said, "Oh, one day's enough. We'll let you go, love." I completely agree. Yeah. So yeah. that that happens though when she's released from the hospital that very first time, right? Yeah. She's left yeah, to yeah. wander around with c- a plastic bag. That was what I was bringing up before. <laughs> so who? Who does that lie with? Is it with the the local police? Yeah, I presume so, isn't it? Yep. Yep. I reckon that... I guess what I'm seeing here that I'm not comfortable with is just the, the treatment of the courts of the whole process. You know, it's... One day, I think, is not appropriate. And, and I'll have to work out a more appropriate sentence as we explore well, this Well, yes, because that's more. what we exist for. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. But I mean, come on, in terms of a token gesture, yeah. one day, what? Why bother? Um, not um, even yeah, a good no, bit of cobbling. <laughs> just take her out the back and cobble her for a bit. That would have been okay. Can I just, yeah. um, have both of you seen the film Heavenly Creatures? It's an early Peter oh, Jackson so. New Zealand something? What am I thinking? Yeah. I haven't, it's but a, I'm pretty sure of Peter Jackson. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. But... That is a case of folio dirt as well. Is it really? So it's two teenage girls who get so wrapped up in their own delusion um, and their fantasy that they eventually bludgeon one of the girls' mothers to death because she wants to separate. What sentence did they get in that? Oh, they got serious. No, no, they got they got a serious. I can find out, but they got a serious term. But they never saw each other again, and I'm not sure whether or not it was part of their conditions. I do know, however, they never saw each other again. And of course, I feel they like didn't the magistrate hasn't have the seen issue. heavenly creatures then. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, folio dirt is a real thing, obviously, and quite disturbing. Do you find that folio dirt seems to be, it seems very particular, like to give it a title? It's quite rare. For, for mm. being, you know, where, where does the difference lie between you've been influenced versus you are having a delusional, psychotic moment? totally connected to that person i mean there's going to be a bit of gray area there right do you know what i'm saying i think they did, share did it. bonnie and clyde I have think, folly ado i think in in probably i, I think in folly ado <laughs> the the point is that uh 
you're both behaving you're both in each other's delusion so one is influenced by the other in the delusion but you're both in the deluded in the delusion right so you're both sharing seeing the same stuff and responding to uh, influences oh sorry um stimuli in the same way because you're you're both so in the case of heavenly creatures you know they had a real fantasy world where they invented you know um, peter jackson does a wonderful job of this but uh, you know like chess pieces turning into real people and uh, they they really created their own fantasy world which they shared they both saw it was a shared vision of that and i think that's the thing as opposed to Tony's deluded, I'm deluded, but we have different delusions. We're just deluded. <laughs> you know, I think um, the folly of dare is where we share that delusion. But it's very specifically the influence of the other. If he goes away, I no longer have that delusion. The more I think about it, the more my head hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so come on. Come on, guys. Well, I think I'd start with the, the police in Stoke-on-Trent. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they've released her, I think that they need some kind of comeuppance. Yep. Uh, but what though? What hmm. could I send them to trial by wine world? I think they need a little bit of retraining to recognise uh, some of the symptoms of stuff, uh, mental illness, and possible risk profiling. They probably do a lot of that now anyway. I'm but they didn't do it then. I, I'm a bit shocked to be honest. That's why I think I'm struggling with it because it's like it seems pretty obvious that they're having. If they weren't, if it wasn't drugs, there was something. You know, two identical sisters acting strangely, running onto motorway. It does. That's that's not normal. That shouldn't have been released. Correct. And one of them. One of them was. got crushed no, by but... a truck. For goodness' sake. Or why wasn't you know... she taken to a sister then? Like, why didn't when she was released? Why didn't they go? Right, we're going to interview you both together well, at, the police, at the hospital. Let's they just released her from the police station yeah, to wander around no... Stoke on Trent. Yeah, there was no. But I is it is the it process? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. If they've been released from hospital, though, is it the police's job to determine whether they're crazy or not? Like, shouldn't that happen as part of the hospital? She, they, she didn't have a psychiatric assessment in the hospital. She was only checked over for but so, physical stuff. And she was arrested by the police. should be up to the police. No, she was processed after her police visit, though, Paul. So it went hospital, five hours, then she went to the police. So after the hospital... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. So the yeah. police... But the police shouldn't diagnose whether she's got some kind of crazy. The hospital should be doing that and they should be releasing her saying that she's now fit to be released. Processed not... by the police. Yeah, so I don't. I think the hospital are the ones who should be identifying that stuff, not the police. She should have been assessed psychiatrically, absolutely. Yes, yes. She came mm, in definitely. having run around on the M6. You know, like... Yeah. Your original idea was she's suicidal. You know, if she's suicidal, she's suffering from some kind of... Yeah, she should have been assessed. You know, depression or... Yeah. She should have been assessed. Yeah, it makes no sense that, yep. that she wasn't. I don't it's get It's neglect. It's, a for, it's sort of neglect. Your sister's, you know, broken what both was, her legs. What was her defence in, well, in that first... The first bit where she got the one-day sentence, what was her reasoning for doing it? She never gave a reason at all. No comment. No comment. If she said no comment, which I think in itself is a sign that something's not quite right. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, I really think that, you know, my own view is she should have been psychiatrically assessed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would have let her out after a day. And I certainly, if I'm going to say you've got to do a day or two of uh, time, oh, by the way, you've already been here overnight, so that'll do, love. 
is not enough. And also just releasing her straight out into the community like that, in my opinion, having had her running around on the M6 with no explanation as to whether or not that psycho- that, that psychosis was continuing, she seems okay now, is not adequate. So I do think that there is a failure from both the hospital and the police yeah. in terms of the management of Sabina. Um, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because from the police's perspective, they would see crazy stuff all the time. And, you absolutely. know, a lot of it would be drug-induced, you uh-huh. would imagine. But and it's a I think if you're the one too. sitting there... But also, if you're the one sitting on the side of the motorway and the Swedish girls go running into the traffic, that doesn't really show anything other than maybe they just freaked out for a minute and made a bad choice. I'm not buying that. I just, I think they... They got up again and started again. What if they were just trying to... Yes, they kept going. Nah. Nah, it's crazy. Yeah. Nah, it's full full whack job, mate. Sorry. That yeah, but what I'm saying is they'd see that all the time. So they'd then oh, hand over to the hospital assuming that, all the time. that they'd get a meth, head, not, meth head action. But not not two of them, not doing it at the same time. Inexplicably you know, working like that. You know, working off each other. Yeah, you'd be they're running nuts. from what crime sits behind it. Because that's where I thought we were headed. What no. has somebody done to them? But there's no. none of that. So at least as the police... Investigator yeah. would have been like, okay, well, what's the mo- because uh, because there's been no motivation. Fair enough, we know that because we've got no. But they, they would but just go. We'll send it to hospital. What what position? Well, like, they'd be going. We'll send it to hospital to get fixed and get drug tested because we assume she's yes. on drugs. Because yeah. I think got we that. all make that assumption. Yep. So then the hospital go. No, they're all fine. Tickety boo. They're well, clean as a whistle, them? sober as a judge. That's yeah. okay then. Off you go. But, but what, do you, well, what, what crime are you investigating as the police? Like it's... Well, they did disrupt the M6. Yeah. It's trespass. It's, a, it's Crown Land. You're not allowed to do it. So there are yeah. crimes. They're not it's like, a one, like murder. It's a one-day offence. It's still it's a one day offense, an expensive so... offence if you shut down a major motorway for any period of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what place. I'm saying is even the courts go, it's a one-day offence. So how much time would you yeah. invest in that? You punched a police officer. I can't believe that's a one-day offence. That's the courts. But, but I, I mean, it almost sounds like the police don't feel like they're particularly well supported in this whole thing well, either. I don't think the police were well supported. You know, I, I made a comment before about resourcing. If they are dealing with lots of people on drugs, and I was going to say they don't see people running out onto the M6 for shits and giggles like this often at all, but they definitely deal with a lot of suicides, drug overdoses. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are, there's tons of crime that they're dealing with all the time. And, so, and I think that, that's my point. That it's, yeah. I'm saying they see crazy stuff, not yeah, not that exact example. Not this kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think it's reasonable to hold the system or even any of the individuals to account for what she's done. I think there's clearly a lot of crazy going on, and I understand that that you know that's a hard thing to. A, to diagnose, B, to deal with. And would you expect that she's even crazy enough to stab someone five times? Probably not through any of that. She's harmed herself more so than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't come at the two and a half years. I, I just think that's a disgrace. Okay. Yeah. right. To, to just cut it off at that. So Sabina's the one that you're going to sentence then, which is fine. Absolutely. And, uh... Yeah, she's the one who killed. And the poor she polo did. driver. 
Sure, you keep I saying thought, that it's a Volvo. I, would, but I, anyway. I don't have a funny one. It's, you said it was a Volkswagen Polo. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry. If she's not going, you should to check be. your notes. I should. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Carla, go on. I think perhaps you know, trying to look at it from a, a possibly positive and a rehabilitative sort of stance, but also because I do think she should not have been released after two and a half years. I think she just should be. I say institutionalised, but I. I, I realise that has connotations in itself, but I do think that she needs to be under supervision and certainly kept away from the general public for a, a significant amount of time, not two and a half years. Yes, I agree with you. I'm going, my sentence, if you're interested, is that yes. both of the ladies are going to go and live out their days in trial by wine world. <laughs> and they're going to live at Crazy Town, which is just adjacent to Peasant World. <laughs> and in Crazy Town... We've got cars that are automatically, you know, there's no one driving them, but they just go up and down the street, so no one can, can get play moved. chicken. They can run out into traffic oh, all day, it. every day, and get hit by, you're quite right, Paul, as many Volkswagen Polos as they like. Or not. I don't care. But they're staying in Crazy Town. That was yeah. my view Crazy of the Crazy Town. In Crazy Town, What's yeah. What's that... Um... What's that Crazy rock that they have in Game Game of Thrones where the Grey Greyjoys live? Castle Rock. Yeah. No, not Castle Rock. Um, like Black Rock or Grey. Ironborn, you know that that one. Shit Rock. Yeah. I reckon I reckon <laughs> that's where I'm gonna sense Sabine. She can go and live out there for the rest of her life because that looked like a pretty shit place to live and it didn't look she can't do that yet. much damage there. And one of them will just chop her head off if she gets too cheeky. Oh, yeah. Oof. Too much? No. No, I'm fine I'm with good. that. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I think, right. I think she can go there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, shit weather. Fuck, just a whole lot of rock and surrounded oh. by ocean. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Like Crazy Town, maybe Crazy Town is situated on that rock. You're giving me a very sort of Nordic feel. Well, that feel. could be it, yes. It, yeah. it is a Nordic feel. It's a bit Maybe of a Nordic right yes. home. Yeah. Viking kind of, yeah, you know, cold, Perfect, she'll feel wet. at home. She might feel the need Viking to do wild. a bit crazy again. Wild. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I think yeah. that Ursula could go and uh, live with her there, though, just so they could still do crazy shit together. Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I think both no. of them need, need some help. Um, in real world, but uh, no, no trucks for them to run into, no polos for them to run into. Well, if you're trying to be nice to them, you could have like trucks uh, made out oh. of uh, just um, you know inflatable trucks, so that they bounce off them much more efficiently than they bounced off the one that we saw in the footage. Yeah, nice. I think I just want to um, remove them from the general populace so that they yeah. can't do that again, but in a way that they can still have some freedom. On a yeah. cold, rainy rock in the middle of the yep. ocean. Fair enough. Because it would have been different. If they had have caused an accident on that motorway initially, you could have lost quite a few lives in Yeah, absolutely. That. Not you just know, get them getting drive. run over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there were lots of near misses, really. Absolutely. Can you read out what that judge said again that gave her two and a half years? Yeah. Or five years? I understand that this sentence will seem entirely inadequate to the relatives of the deceased. 
However, I have sentenced on the basis that the reason for the killing was the mental illness and therefore the culpability of the defendant is low and therefore the sentence I have passed is designed to protect the public. And Yeah, so I think I understand that in isolation. I don't understand why nothing happened to Let me put um, it this way. try to prevent her from having that happen again. Yeah, let me put it this way. If I was the victim of... Um, domestic abuse and eventually I had had enough of being beaten by my husband and I stab him I can guarantee there are plenty of examples of women who have murdered their husbands in that kind of a uh, situation who have received a much greater sentence than five years yeah and I think that they, they're in that instance they're provoked 100% so I'm just gonna you know, go it's not one of those cases it's not one of those cases mm. where the defendant could have done something to avoid the onset. You know, this, the, the, mm. the excuse, well, sorry, the rationale here is the defendant couldn't have done anything about it because they were in Cray Cray Town mm. um, and therefore I can't really sentence them to life or, you know, because if it was but murder... But also, they can't do anything to prevent the onset, which means it could well happen again, but I'm not going to take that into account. I, I just yeah. feel like there has to be... It's not future-proofed, is it? I, I, it's, like, it's not, yeah. not at all. And it's not, it's not acknowledging that if this is a condition that is serious enough to lead to someone getting murdered, yeah. that we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And it doesn't have to mm. be jail forever. I understand that completely. Yeah. I, I yeah. just am kind of shocked and, and confused by that I agree. sentence and the rationale. I don't, I don't understand it. Okay. She, okay. she might need a nut punch. Yeah. Just, well. just, a, just a quick <laughs> cheeky one. Would that be Justice Saunders? Just to keep just, it real. Justice Saunders, I'm just warming up yeah. my hand so I can give you a... That's nap. right. And I want you to go and rewrite that, that explanation because okay. no one's yeah. buying that. We're all just confused by what you said. Um, yeah, Is it Justice Jennifer Saunders? Well, it's funny because I just realised that this whole time I've kept referring to Justice Saunders as a woman and I'm just reading going, no evidence that Justice Saunders is a woman. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. Oh, because I started is. referring to ju Justice Saunders as a he and then I thought, oh, maybe I've made that oh. horrible gender oh, well, stereotyping no, mistake. I don't know what Justice Saunders' gender is. There you go. Maybe it's fluid. Maybe it's not what, does, non does Justice Saunders have like, yeah, a, yeah. like Tony or a um, what Peter? You know, one of those names that works both ways. It could Jody. go both ways. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know where I got did, that from. Anyway, like did so ju many. Did things. Justice Saunders? Justice Saunders would have worn a wig. I wonder if they also <laughs> wore a red nose or something in the court because it just sounds like they were uh, a bit of a clown. Didn't take their job seriously. Okay. Uh, okay. And on that note, that's <laughs> my case. Well done. That's how a wrap. How did you come across yeah, that, that was... I certainly don't remember it, which is strange. You'd think I would, but um, I don't think I've ever heard of it. But how did you come across that? Just having a little bit of a look-see? Oh, no, I've heard it told elsewhere. Right. And I think when I was... Looking at other stuff, I came across it again and thought, yeah, that is an interesting case. I'll look at that one. It's what were you going to say, Paul? Clarky? It just, it just leaves me with a horrible feeling in my stomach 
Just, yeah. just, just it's so not wild. the aftertaste of a bag of dicks. Yeah, exactly. A bag of dicks made me feel a bit queasy. Bo- bag of dicks, you're sweet on that, Toots. Don't worry about that. This puts yeah. you off. Oh, goodness me. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, yeah. isn't it interesting? That was, yeah. oh, that wasn't yeah. bothered by a three-day-old penis. We had no problem with that. We had no That's problem right. with the battered salve, but oh, this, oh, this is <laughs> distaste, distasteful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's just there's no clear crime and there's no clear, you know. I wanted a motive or something. I wanted some backstory that was going to have some empathy for them or go, oh, I know why they went a bit nuts. So there was just nothing to work with in terms of how did you become the crazy duo? Woohoo, wacko twins. Well done. But it's just a bit of a tragedy. It is, Mm. certainly, but without, Mm. you know. Yeah, it is. And I think I think that's summed up when they talk at the end about uh, you know no one having any answers to the questions. Yeah. But that's the point. It's, it's yeah, yeah. You're right. It is it's a dis- hard. It, not distasteful. Uh, no, definitely not distasteful. Wrap it up. It's, just... it's not tidy in any way. There's no yeah. clear yeah. motive. So that yeah. you, we can't do this linear thing where we go that happened, which made them behave this way. You know, we just know a it's couple not right. of nut yeah. punches no, and everything will be no, fine. That's we don't, right. There's no catalyst for anything. Just all of a sudden we're on a boat. Liverpool, it's like, oh, let's get this show on the road. Let's start Crazy Town now. But we have that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. No it's, not, it, yeah. it's not like a pantomime where there's a clear <laughs> villain. You know, no. it's just. It's a hard <laughs> one. It's just. Oh, it doesn't fit my, no, but even, my normal even mold. At the end, You've the whole broken rampage, the mold. It's frustrating. The whole rampage, like she kills the guy, which is terrible. Then she's out, she's got a hammer, she's smacking herself yeah. in the head. I know, the top Some of guy's the trying to wrestle her, she roof tiles him in the back of the head. Like, where did that even come from? It's all yeah. I hey, to but, know. Hey, where did it come Rocky, from? Rocky, me put a roof tile out of my bag. Like, <laughs> where does that come from? Nothing up my sleeves. That's random. You, you've <laughs> been in hospital for... <laughs> and, and she just got it from the guy's custody. house. You're right. It's With just like, what? Yeah, and you know these things that oh. they were really worried about. You know they didn't want anyone to touch in their bags. Where was it that? was their phone and their passports. That's all it was. Ugh. So yeah. yeah, right. But um, yeah, the whole nothing up my sleeve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to have a uh, 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 as I brush my own head in. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, what are what even you is doing? That? Uh, uh. And then I'll just jump a bridge. <laughs> but I gotta say yeah. now. We did talk about um, Gail Newland jumping off a, a, bridge, a bridge. Oh yes, in episode one, we and did. we talked about the height of that bridge. And this woman had a fair crack yes. at it. This is a forty-foot yeah. bridge, and she, un- and she yeah, only broke yeah. her ankles and fractured her skull. How about that? She didn't dive That's off amazing. it. Is what I'm going to suggest. She went feet first, pin dive, and didn't do a bommy. No, pin dive. Onto the M50. I don't yeah. think she even went oh. into water. She had a tough, I mean, murder aside, she had a brutal couple of days just with some of the stunts she was pulling off. Running yeah. into yeah. what? When you go to visit your sister, oh. you don't quite expect that kind of a shenanigan to take place, do you? Oh, I, I went to County I'm going to have to keep my. It wasn't that eventful. <laughs> I am going to have to keep my eyes open for people that I might have folly do with. I mean, imagine that because it's going to just, it comes out of the blue, surely. So, you, you know, all of a sudden you rock up and you think, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm a nut job with you. Okay. Well, I think you and I have experienced yes. that together, haven't we, Carla? <laughs> yes. Only I think Best it comes out with us where we like to hang out in the sun over tan and eat meat treats. <laughs> Correct. 
Maybe a couple of durries. A bag of dicks. Mm. Is that what you mean by matrix? And a bag of dicks. Yeah, that's right. Shh, don't tell anyone about that. <laughs> Three day old ones. Goodness. That was um, no, that was a really good I like good my story. bag really of dicks fresh. One. Yeah. <laughs> like your fries. <laughs> you don't want them going soggy. Yes, it was unusual. Uh, wild ride. Glad I could deliver yes. on that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, one best be keeping a lookout for folia de, or as Carla would say, folia toi, folia cat, <laughs> folia cinq, etc., etc. It just keeps on giving, mm. I guess. Mm. It does. So, thank you very much for your time. Merci. And Thank you. I miss you guys. Merci. Yes. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Oh, je vous en prie. Yeah. What, is, what did I just say? I can never remember. You're welcome. Yeah. Je vous en prie. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> You're the one who lived remember. in yeah, I think so. Monaco. I can't, I can't remember. I don't think I had to say that very often. I think, it, I, think I just said you're welcome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Miss Let's you guys. go with that. Yeah, okay. Miss you already. <laughs> See ya. Ciao. ciao. Love you a lot time. Au revoir. Ciao, ciao, Bella. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com trial by wine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences we really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us our cover art is by john christo and music is by beauchamp from pixabay.com mm-hmm.